love history but hate when it's stuffy and boring? Well, look no further and join me, Katie Charlwood, your friend the neighborhood social scientist and reader of books, as I delve into unsolved historical mysteries, murders by gaslight, and of course, women who have been misrepresented through all time. On Who Did What Now, the history podcast that's not your history class. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to History Tea Time. I'm Lindsay Holiday, and I'm spilling the tea on history. Is the royal family of Monaco cursed in love? The Grimaldi family has ruled over the tiny but beautiful and wealthy nation of Monaco since 1297, and for just as long they have been shockingly unlucky in love. Since the dynasty was supposedly cursed by a witch in the 14th century, they have endured far more than their fair share of terrible mismatches, mistresses, an affair with King Louis XIV, abandonment, divorce, estrangement, and tragic death. It all began in 1297 with Rainier, scion of the powerful Genoese Grimaldi family and hero of the Fifth Crusade. He and a band of loyal knights dressed as priests in order to infiltrate the Rock of Monaco. Once inside, the knights took swords from under their holy robes and seized the fortress. Rainier named himself Lord of Monaco, and his descendants have ruled the strategic seaside rock ever since. Lord Rainier rather enjoyed seizing things. In 1304, he was appointed commander of the French forces in the Battle of Zurichsee against the English, Dutch, and Flemish. Despite the superiority of his enemy, Rainier won the battle. In celebration, he captured a beautiful young Flemish maiden and raped her. According to legend, the woman learned the arts of witchcraft in order to seek revenge on her rapist. She used her magic to curse him with the oath, never will a Grimaldi find happiness in marriage. Some say she swore this while Lord Rainier was burning her at the stake. Though there is little historic evidence of these events, the legendary curse uttered by the wronged woman has long been referred to when members of the Grimaldi family and their spouses have found misery and tragedy in matrimony. Rainier I's first wife, Salvatico del Careto, gave birth to four children and died young. Rainier next married an even younger woman, Andriola Grillo, but before they had any children, he died at the age of 46, passing Monaco to his son. Little is recorded of the personal lives and happy or unhappy marriages of the early lords of Monaco. Several husbands, wives, and children died tragically young, but sadly that was par for the course in the Middle Ages. But it only took a few generations for the curse of the Grimaldis to start appearing in the history books. In 1457, Catalan, Lord of Monaco, died with only one living child, a six-year-old daughter, Claudine. 
the succession law was changed to allow a woman to inherit the throne, as long as she kept the family name Grimaldi and passed it on to her children. Claudine's grandmother, Pomelina Fregoso, was named her regent. To be sure that they followed the letter of the law, young Claudine was betrothed to another Grimaldi, her 37-year-old cousin Lamberto. But he didn't want to share power with his child bride or her grandmother. He demanded that Pomelina share the regency with him, and she was forced to agree. Now regretting the engagement, Pomelina began to plot Lamberto's murder. But he was informed of the plan, and instead had Pomelina imprisoned, deposed Claudine, and declared himself the sole ruler of Monaco. Pomelina continued to plot to retake the throne for her granddaughter, and even gathered an army to storm the castle. But her attempts were fruitless. She lived in bitterness until the age of 75. Three years after her death, Claudine, now 14, was considered old enough to be a wife, and she was forced to wed the 45-year-old man who had stolen her birthright. In 1660, Prince Louis I married the beautiful and sensuous French aristocrat Catherine Charlotte de Gramont. Her brother was the notorious playboy who conducted simultaneous affairs with Philippe, Duke of Orléans, and his wife, Princess Henrietta of England. Catherine Charlotte had been educated in a convent, but she was far from a nun. In her teens, she began a love affair with her cousin, Antonin Nonpar. Catherine Charlotte was wed to Louis, heir to Monaco as part of an alliance with France. The 18-year-old prince was described as a glorious and avarice Italian, and he was eager to marry the beautiful French lady. Catherine Charlotte was less impressed. She agreed to the union because her lover refused to elope with her, and at 21, she was getting old to still be on the shelf. Marriage to a foreign prince would improve her standing at the French court, which she wouldn't have to leave until Louis became the reigning prince of Monaco. After the wedding, Catherine Charlotte continued her affair with Antonin. She was horrified when her grandfather-in-law died just two years later, and she had to accompany Louis to Monaco to take the throne. After the glamour and excitement of Louis XIV's court at Versailles, she found Monaco deadly dull. She was somewhat cheered by her lover, Antonin, who accompanied her in disguise. The princess gave birth to seven children, all claimed by the Prince of Monaco, but how he could be sure that they were his is anyone's guess. After much chiding, Louis agreed to take his wife back to Paris, where she was appointed lady-in-waiting to Princess Henrietta of England, sister-in-law to the king. The women promptly began a lesbian affair. Catherine Charlotte's beauty and wit attracted many lovers. She continued her romance with Antonin and was also involved with the Duc de Guiche, the Marquis de Valerois, and King Louis XIV himself. She was described as greedy for pleasure and was nicknamed Catherine the Torrent. Her jilted husband, Louis, nearly got into a duel with one of her many lovers, but he decided to leave the country and go to war instead. Catherine Charlotte's amours finally led to her downfall. 
She slept with Philippe, Chevalier de Lorraine, the mortal enemy of her mistress, Princess Henrietta, and she was exiled from court. To compound her misery, her longtime lover, Antonin, finally got married. With nowhere else to go, Catherine Charlotte reluctantly returned to her husband in Monaco, where she lived a quiet four years. She managed to secure herself a new position back in France as lady-in-waiting to the king's new mistress, Madame de Montespan. Catherine Charlotte fell ill and was provided a house in Paris, to which she retired. She died of cancer at age 39. Louis outlived her by 23 years and never remarried. Their son, Antonio I, also had a marriage rife with infidelity on both sides. At 27, he married 14-year-old Marie de Lorraine. The union had been arranged by his mother because Madame de Montespan was concerned that beautiful young Marie would soon become the king's new lover if she didn't get her married off and out of court. Marie was described as more of an elegant flirt than all the ladies of the kingdom put together. Antonio left his young bride in Monaco while he went on military campaign. She found life there dull and complained to her husband that his elderly father was making unwanted sexual advances towards her. Antonio thus allowed his wife to return to Paris, where she could receive many wanted sexual advances. Marie gave birth to six daughters, but sadly only three survived childhood. Antonio was deeply disappointed in his wife's failure to provide him with a male heir. Of course, this was before it was understood that the father provides the chromosome which determines sex. Antonio began conducting a string of his own love affairs, often with dancers in the Paris Opera. He fathered at least three illegitimate children, only one of them male. Antonio and Marie returned to Monaco in 1701, when he became prince. There, the unhappy couple lived apart, he in a cottage he had built for his mistress, and she in her summer retreat, Mont Desert. She made frequent trips back to Paris to visit her lovers. Their daughter, Louise, married Jacques de Montignon as part of yet another alliance with the French aristocracy. The couple had nine children, but Jacques rarely came to Monaco to visit his wife. He preferred to remain at Versailles where he had a slew of mistresses. His Paris mansion, Hôtel Montignon, is now the official residence of the Prime Minister of France. In 1731, Louise inherited the throne of Monaco, and she was acclaimed by her people. When her husband came to join her, the Monegasque greeted him coldly. Louise died of smallpox at 34, after just 10 months on the throne. And Jacques became Prince of Monaco in his own right. He neglected the affairs of state and was forced out of the country by the Monegasque people. He abdicated in favor of his 11-year-old son, Honoré III. Honoré preferred life in Paris with his father and allowed his illegitimate uncle, Antonin Grimaldi, to rule Monaco on his behalf for 50 years. In Paris, the prince was a notorious playboy. At 37, he married 20-year-old Maria Caterina Brignolet, daughter of the Genoese ambassador. 
Henri had been having an affair with his bride's mother when he was struck by her beauty. Her father refused at first, but was pressured into allowing the marriage by King Louis XV and his mistress, Madame de Pompadour. The marriage started off on a shaky footing. When Maria Caterina's ship arrived off the coast of Monaco, Honoré refused to go aboard, declaring that as he was a monarch, she must come to him. Her entourage countered that as she was a member of the royal family of Genoa, he must come to her. The ship remained stranded offshore for several days, until the predicament was resolved by the couple meeting halfway on a bridge between the boat and the shore. For the first few years, the couple got along well enough and had two sons. But Honoré missed his thrilling life in Paris and soon returned there, leaving his wife behind. When he allowed her to join him, their relationship quickly deteriorated. The prince was far too busy with his mistresses to pay attention to his shy and lonely wife. Other Parisian ladies noticed that Maria Caterina preferred to sit with the old ladies rather than dance at balls. And they noted with jealousy that she was a gorgeous despite never wearing makeup. After a time, Louis-Joseph, Prince of Condé, began to pursue the oft-abandoned princess. Honoré raged with jealousy and scolded his wife for daring to speak to another man. And he flaunted his own lovers in front of her. Maria Caterina's father died and left her a vast fortune on the condition that her husband not get a penny of it. Honoré, who had been counting on the inheritance, was infuriated, threatened to banish his wife back to Monaco and prevented her from seeing her children. Finally, she had enough and ran away. She moved in with Louis-Joseph, who was able to use his influence to secure her a legal separation and the right to control her own fortune. Honoré died at 74, and Maria Caterina, 61, and Louis-Joseph, 58, were finally married in a private ceremony. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Prince Honoré IV married French Duchess Louise Dormont for her money but he never got access to any of it, as it was tied up in various lawsuits. Meanwhile, she spent most of his remaining funds on gambling and beautiful clothes. After having two sons with Honoré, Louise gave birth to a daughter by her lover, an archbishop, 
and that was the nail in the coffin of their miserable marriage. The couple divorced. Despite being verboten before and after, divorce enjoyed a brief heyday between 1792 and 1816, when it was made legal by the French First Republic. After the fall of Napoleon in 1814, Prince Honoré IV regained his father's title, but he was still broke. Now single, Louise finally got her vast family fortune out of probate. She wrote her eldest son, Honoré V, out of her will, rather hypocritically because he had a child out of wedlock. But she left her fortune to her second son, Floriston I, who also inherited the throne of Monaco from his childless brother, thus enriching the Monegasque royal family for generations to come. During the revolution, Floriston I worked as an actor. He married fellow thespian Maria Caroline Gilbert de la Messe, against the wishes of his parents who wanted him to wed a princess. But Marie turned out to be a very good choice. She was a keen businesswoman and invested the family fortune well, ensuring their continued wealth. Their son, Charles III, married Antoinette de Merode, daughter of a Belgian count, and he used her impressive dowry to build Monte Carlo. The casino attracted glamorous and wealthy European tourists to Monaco, and was the first step in transforming the small state into the millionaire's playground it is today. Charles and Antoinette had a happy marriage, and he called her his angel. She cared for him as he went blind. But Antoinette died tragically young at 35 from cancer. Heartbroken, Charles never remarried. Their son, Albert I, wanted to marry the cream of European royalty, one of Queen Victoria's daughters. But the British queen wasn't interested. Instead, she suggested Scottish noblewoman Lady Mary Victoria Douglas Hamilton. The couple had one son, but Mary pined for the Highlands and hated the Mediterranean. After a year of marriage, Albert left to fight in the Franco-Prussian War, and Mary left Monaco. Their marriage was annulled with a special dispensation from the Pope, allowing their son to remain legitimate and thus inherit the principality. Albert next married Jewish-American heiress Alice Hine. The couple shared a love of oceanography and seemed to be starting off on the right foot. She was highly cultured and increased Monaco's profile by opening an opera, a theater, and a ballet. But again, the marriage fell apart. Albert was frequently seen with courtesans. The most famous Spanish dancer Caroline Otero wrote in her memoirs that the prince suffered from erectile dysfunction. Alice had Caroline banned from Monaco. She had an affair with composer Isidore de Laura. The discontented couple held a screaming match at the Theater of Monte Carlo in front of a packed house of high society guests. Albert accused Alice of cheating and slapped her. She promptly left Monaco and lived the rest of her life in London. 
Louis II was raised by his mother and stepfather, a Hungarian prince. He did not see his father until he was 11 and required to return to Monaco to be trained as the future prince regent. He found his father cold and domineering, and he left to join the French Foreign Legion as soon as he was old enough. While serving in World War I, he had an affair with a French cabaret singer, Marie-Juliette Louvet, who bore him a daughter, Charlotte. Marie-Juliette took her children and followed Louis' military camp by posing as a laundress. Although Louis loved her dearly, he was forbidden by his father to marry her. He became Prince of Monaco in 1922 and launched the first Grand Prix. During World War II, Monaco was occupied by the Nazis, and the prince made efforts to protect the Jewish people. With no other children to speak of, Louis named his daughter Charlotte his heir. He arranged an aristocratic marriage for her with Pierre de Polignac, the Duke of Valentinois, and they had two children. But it soon became clear that Pierre was homosexual. Charlotte left him and moved in with her Italian doctor and lover, Dalmazo. Her father granted her a divorce. At 76, Prince Louis married for the first time to film actress Giselaine Dumoget. He died two years later, passing the throne to his grandson, Rainier III. He transformed Monaco's lagging economy into a wealthy and vibrant tax haven and cultural destination. He had a 10-year affair with French actress Giselle Pascal, but snobbery over her parentage prevented him from marrying her. In 1955, the prince met Academy Award-winning American actress Grace Kelly while she was attending the Cannes Film Festival. The couple courted for a year and agreed to marry in a very business-minded arrangement. Rainier needed an heir and he hoped the glamorous Hollywood star would draw tourists to Monaco. Grace had a string of failed romances with married co-stars, including William Holden, Marlon Brando, Clark Gable, Gary Cooper, Bing Crosby, and James Cagney. Grace was required to undergo a fertility test, and her father paid a $2 million dowry. 30 million people watched The Royal Wedding, which was produced by MGM as a documentary. While on their month-long yacht honeymoon, Grace and Rainier quickly realized that they had very little in common. He began cheating as soon as they returned to the palace. Grace enjoyed raising their three children, but the pressure of royal obligation and her unhappy marriage were straining. She threw herself into charity work. Director Alfred Hitchcock asked her to star in a new film, and Grace was thrilled at the prospect of returning to her old life. But the people of Monaco objected, and she was forced to decline the role. In 1981, Grace met Diana Spencer, shortly before she married Prince Charles. Diana said she sensed great unhappiness beneath the Princess of Monaco's veneer. A year later, while Grace was arguing with her teenage daughter Stephanie and driving on the dangerously steep mountain roads above Monaco, she suffered a stroke and lost control of the car, taking it over the edge of a cliff. Stephanie stumbled out of the wreckage. 
but Grace was rushed to the hospital unconscious, where she died the next day. She was 52. The world was shocked and her husband and children were heartbroken. Rainier died in 2005, age 81, passing the throne to his only son, Albert II, who is the current Prince of Monaco. The Bachelor Prince appeared in tabloids with a variety of models and actresses, and fathered at least two illegitimate children, Jasmine and Alexander, whom he refused to acknowledge for several years. In 2000, he met South African Olympic swimmer Charlene Whitstock, who is 20 years his junior. Days before their 2011 wedding, news broke that Albert was being sued for the paternity of a child he had fathered while he was dating his soon-to-be wife. The bride reportedly tried to flee the country, but was followed by Albert, who confiscated her passport and convinced her to stay. Many noted the tears in Charlene's eyes during the elaborate wedding. In 2014, she gave birth to twins, Gabriella and Jacques. The prince and princess have since attempted to cultivate a Will and Kate-like love story and popularity, which appears rather transparent as they come across as wooden and uncomfortable. In December of 2020, Albert was hit with yet another paternity suit. Since then, Princess Charlene has spent most of her time in her native South Africa. Insiders fear that a multi-billion dollar royal divorce is on the horizon. Albert's sister, Caroline, married French playboy Philippe Junot when she was 21 and he 38. Her parents objected, but they hosted a royal wedding, which was attended by Hollywood stars Ava Gardner, Cary Grant, and Frank Sinatra. After two tumultuous years, the couple split. Next, she wed Stefano Casiraghi, an Italian powerboat racer. They had three children together, but in 1989, while competing in the World Powerboat Championship, Stefano was killed in a crash. He was 30. Caroline began seeing her best friend's husband, Prince Ernst August, Duke of Brunswick and head of the now-defunct Royal House of Hanover. In 1999, he left his wife to marry her. Their daughter was born six months after the wedding. Ernst August has a notorious reputation and has made headlines for urinating on the Turkish pavilion, beating up a German man while on vacation in Kenya, and feuding with his eldest son. He and Caroline have lived apart for several years. Youngest sister Stephanie became a model and singer with a string of French hits in the 1980s. She dated race car drivers and actors, including Rob Lowe. In 1992, she became involved with her bodyguard, Danielle Ducaré, and the pair had two children before marrying in 1995. A year later, Danielle was spotted cavorting with Miss Topless Belgium, and the couple divorced. Stephanie gave birth to a third child, but did not reveal who the father was. He was later identified as Jean-Raymond Gottlieb, the head of palace security. Stephanie next dated, married elephant trainer Franco Ni, and moved her three children into his circus caravan. 
but the relationship ended in less than a year when she moved on to another member of the circus, Portuguese acrobat Adens Lopez Perez. They married, but divorced a year later. After seven centuries, you would expect a handful of unhappy unions in any royal family. But the Grimaldis have had far more miserable and tragic marriages than joyous ones. Maybe the current generation will buck the trend. Princess Caroline's children, André, Charlotte, and Pierre, and Princess Stephanie's son, Louis, are all currently on their first spouse. Time will tell if they can at last find happiness in marriage, or if they too will suffer from the curse of that long-ago witch. What do you think? Is the royal family of Monaco cursed in love, or just chronically bad at relationships? If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. I'll be putting out new episodes every Tuesday, revisiting and revamping my most popular YouTube videos, unburying some of my favorite hidden gems, and adding even more fascinating information for your listening pleasure. Want some visuals with your history? Then check out my YouTube channel, History Tea Time with Lindsay Holiday, where you can find hundreds of videos about queens of the world, royal history, women's history, and more. You can also follow History Tea Time on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. This podcast is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other great shows like Queen's Podcast, Ancient History Fangirl, Redacted History, and more.